live. We are live. Back with you again. Back again. Let me ring this thing in here. Mine probably needs it as well. Well, yours is actually off right now. They can't hear a thing you're saying. Well, ain't that, that might be just as well. It might be as well leave it off. <laughs> oh, goodness. Folks, it sure is good to be back with you. Maybe you know that we uh, kind of took two weeks aside, and uh, we still had content, though. Yeah. Uh, had some stuff there for you. Some good stuff. Some good stuff. And so uh, we just uh, are glad to be back here live with you. Yeah. We've got a, a neat two-parter for you tonight. And uh, we're going to get started like we traditionally do, though, All right. with a song. And so let me, let me get this over here. And while we're waiting, uh, be sure, if you're watching us on Facebook, you hit that love button. I said this in the, the interview with Brother Danny. I said, the Bible said, for God so loved the world, not for God so liked the world. Amen. <laughs> so Amen. hit that love button. There is a difference. And uh, share it. It gets the word out there. Uh, to, a, to a bunch of people, you'd be surprised how that one little share button can make a whole big difference yeah, yeah. as to how far it is. Uh, and so, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, be sure to check us out. At the end of the broadcast, you'll see right over here in front of Brother Doug will be our last video uh, that we had available. And then if you look right about here is the subscription button. And if you click on our channel, hit subscribe. And... Push the little bell. Give you a notification when a brand new video drops. For all of our podcasters, whether you're listening to us on Anchor, Apple, Google, um, Pocket Cast, the list goes on and on, uh, be sure to give us a thumbs up and uh, share the link, all right? Amen. So tonight we're going to be featuring a song. Um, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Amen. Good song. Yeah. Yep, yep. Hopefully I do it justice. <laughs> Get that strong down. You will. Mm -hmm. I'm about to find out if I will. We've be got it, brother.
holy for each of the person of the Trinity. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Amen. Amen. And the three of them together is the Lord God Almighty. And in case you're wondering, folks, they're probably sitting there going, man, they're just getting fired up. Yeah. But they don't even know. <laughs> that just, even, it goes right with it. Yeah, but listen, listen to that. Lord God Almighty. Lord. Three God parts. Almighty. <laughs> Lord, Jesus the Lord, the bodily, God the Father, the head of the Godhead, and the power is in the Holy Almighty. Almighty. Amen. Amen. All right. So in case you're wondering, we're going to be talking about the Trinity today. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, if you've actually, you know, I'm a I'm total moment in my mind. I put the title right on the front tonight so they know what we're talking oh, about. Okay. But it's man, a trinity. So we're going to take a look at uh, how that we are a trinity. Amen. Just like our creator. So Brother Doug's going to kick us off. It starts off right in the very beginning. Yeah. The book of Genesis. And God said, let us make in man in our... Listen to that, brother. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them mm. and you know he, he did that just like he did all the rest of creation in a sense as far as the male and female go, you always hear that old adage, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And if you ain't got a rooster, the male, and a hen, the female, you ain't going to have no more chickens. Yeah. You might have some eggs that you can scramble up. You won't be frying no chicken. But there won't be no fried chicken. There won't be no fried chicken <laughs> without the rooster. Amen. <laughs> you know, brother, man was a, was a whole new species that was different from all other things on the earth. He was created uh, even different from the angels of God uh, in heaven. You know, brother, the Bible says that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Yeah, a unique creature. That's right. You know, man was to be in the image of God. Now, God is a trinity consisting of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So if man could be created in the image of God, then he must be a trinity as well. Mm. So God the Father is the first person of the trinity, the holy trinity, and he directs the rest of the Godhead. He's the part that formulates the plans and directs the actions of the rest of the Godhead. And for man, his first person of the trinity uh, is the mind or the soul. Uh, it makes the decisions, and it formulates the plans for the rest of his trinity. Mm. One of the things the mind is, is to, it does is it processes information and decides whether to put it down in your spirit or to give it to your flesh, uh, or it can be dismissed. When it puts it down in your spirit, it's down in there for safekeeping. It don't go nowhere. When it goes in the flesh, you can just dismiss it. Kind of like in one ear out the other. Yeah, there you go. But once it's down in your spirit, like you've said so many times, brother, and you said it here before, you control it. 
Yeah. Means you're the only one who can either put it there, and you're also the only one that can loose it. Can't nobody else, nothing, nobody, nothing or nobody can reach it there but you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, the second part of the Godhead is the Son of God, Jesus. He came as, as God in the flesh of a man. And he did that so that he could identify with man on his level. Mm. Amen. You know, the Bible, or whenever you think about Jesus Christ and how that he was uh, God flesh, become yeah. flesh. Uh, reminds me of a song that says he was so much man that he slept in a boat. Yeah. Yet he was so much God that the wind ceased when he spoke. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, even before the foundation of the world, Kyle, uh, God's eternal purpose was to gather together in one all things in Christ. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's found in Ephesians one and ten, which says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in all things. In, in one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Yeah, you know, this was only possible uh, with man because the angels, they're, they're not made in the image of God. Mm -mm. Uh, and, but, but, you know, they're, they're created as ministering spirits, uh, and they can't have the same relationship of love and fellowship with God as we have as man. And, you know, one day we will get to sing a song that even the holy angels cannot sing. Yeah. I wonder if they'll be able to the sing around and clap, you reckon? <laughs> Amen. Oh. <laughs> but they can't sing the song. They can't sing the song and mean it because they've never been redeemed. That's right. Only man has been redeemed. And, you know, uh, the very fact uh, reveals that, that man has a very high value to God. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, God created man for fellowship and ever since the fall of Adam that broke the fellowship with God, God has tried everything he could to make it possible for man to be restored unto him once again. In fact, when Satan and the third of the angels of heaven uh, rebelled against God and were cast out, there was no redemption for them. No. But you know, man was set for redemption. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1, 19 and 20, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. God already had a plan in place. Amen. You know, man's a unique creature, my brother, mm -hmm. and the flesh is what sets us apart from all other creatures of the universe. Now, man possesses feelings, intellect and will, uh, just like God does. He is able to discern good and bad, and he can make moral judgments. Man has a conscience. Mm -hmm. But you know, I know them old cats of mine in town, they ain't got no conscience. You know, they push each other out of the food tray. They fight. If they scratch you, they don't feel bad about scratching you. You know, <laughs> if you slap them upside the head for scratching you or something, they don't feel bad because they're animals. Mm -hmm. And you know, and angels don't possess these things either. Mm. You know, and like you said with animals, uh, they're taught behavior through incentive, whether it's reward or punishment. Uh, they know that, hey, if I do this, I get this. Yeah, amen. Hey, if I do that, I get this. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. The third part of the Trinity of, of the Godhead is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the workhorse of the Godhead. It's the part that advances the Father's plan for all creation. We see the Holy Spirit instrumental, for instance, in the virgin birth, uh, the baptism and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and on the day of Pentecost, we see him appearing as cloven tongues of fire. 
The Holy Spirit is the counselor and guide of all born-again believers because he indwells them at the point of salvation. Uh, it is the Holy Spirit that walks with the believer all of his days, and it's the Holy Spirit that assures him that he will be presented before the Father and the Son in heaven one day, blameless and faultless. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. It's not up to you. That's right. You know, it's not up to you to present yourself faultless. Amen. Which is, so how can you fail? How can you fail uh, in, in, in salvation if, 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 they, if the Holy Spirit is going to present you faultless and blameless and you have nothing in it, then, then how, can you, how can you lose that salvation? It just doesn't yeah. make no sense to me. You know? Once he was given. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit is the, is the power behind the Christian's battle with the forces of evil. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit that comes into the Christian and works side by side with our own spirit. And you know what? The blood of Jesus Christ, at that moment that we trust in him as our Lord and Savior, we have that eternal life, that salvation, and we also have that power that gives us victory in the Holy Spirit. Amen. But you know, all that is still just a down payment of glory to come. Oh, amen. That's, great. <laughs> That's good stuff. You know, likewise, man has a spirit as well. Uh, the Bible says in Genesis 2, 7, that God formed man from the dust of the ground. He had flesh then, you know. And then he breathed into him the nostrils, uh, in his nostrils, the breath of life, which was the spirit. And man became a living soul. You know, there was a, a scientist one time that said, you know what, God, I can, I can make man from dirt. Just like you can. I, all of our scientific technology, we can, we can do the same thing. And God said, well, you know what? You're on. Go ahead. Go for it. So the scientist, all bold and brave, grabbed your shovel, walked out the front door of the building, stuck it in the ground and went, and God goes, hold on now. And he goes, what? He goes, get your own dirt. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and his own shovel, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs 20 and 27 says, that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Uh, it's the spirit that gives life to the flesh and the soul of man. It's the inner man found in the deepest part of our being. And, and like the Holy Spirit of God, uh, it too is the least understood part of the Trinity. Yet, though it's not as understood, it is mighty. Yeah, amen. It is mighty. It's the most powerful. Amen. amen. You know, man must have a spirit but before he can have any contact with the spiritual realm, including God. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in John 4, 24, that God is spirit and we must worship him in spirit and truth. And that's an impossibility without a spirit. Uh, our spirit is the connection to the spiritual realm, including the Lord. Now, our human spirit can only be in contact with God uh, when it's focused on spiritual things. We should focus on God as well as other parts of the spiritual realm God has, has prepared for us. Uh, for instance, like, like peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. that's, that's something that's spiritually uh, attained. John 3, 6 says that, that which is born of the flesh is flesh uh, or, or our body. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit or down in our inner man. You know, brother, that's why we say so often, if you're born once, you'll die twice. Amen. But if you're born twice, then you'll die once. And what that means is if you're born only once, that's that physical birth that if you're here, if you're listening, 
you got it. <laughs> there you go. Amen. Uh, but <clears throat> without being born again, you'll die twice, meaning both a physical and a spiritual death. Yeah. However, if you've been born twice, meaning that physical birth, again, if you're listening, you've had it. Uh, second is whenever you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. Amen. And once he is your savior, you have life eternal. And so if he doesn't come in your time, then you'll only experience the physical death. Yeah. You know, for us to have, a, uh, to have any spiritual contact with God in the spiritual realm, we absolutely have to have our spirit regenerated or born again spiritually. Mm. If, if we're not born again spiritually, then all we have is our own spirit. That's right. And it's pretty much controlled with the flesh. And well, whenever we were born, brother, we were dead yeah. spiritually. In fact, the Bible tells us, Ye who were dead in trespasses and sin hath he quickened, or to be made alive. Made alive. Yeah. It's only by being spiritually regenerated that we can enjoy God and the things uh, he provides for us spiritually. Otherwise, we can't understand what they are, nor can we experience them uh, in the flesh alone. So there we have the Trinity of man, brother, laid right out here. First Thessalonians 5, 23, it says, uh, quite nicely, by the way, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's three. So, brother, let's see how the Trinity of man works to make us who we are. Amen. Man's made up three parts. The soul, which is your mind, your spirit, or down in your inner man, and your flesh, which is the part that you can see. Some of it's more prettier than others. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and this is the vessel that's visible and holds all of you in one spot. You know, you ever wonder, you know, if it wasn't for the... I often thought, brother, that the flesh was given to us after the fall, a, a kind of a different flesh, to keep us here. That we, you know, because once the spirit, once the once the flesh is gone, dead, then the spirit, the soul goes, takes right off, falls right off. You know, and, I, and it's, it's what anchors us to this world. Yeah, that's what. Unfortunately, right? Yeah. Uh, the soul and the spirit are sometimes interchanged when the Bible talks about your spiritual self. But it's clear from this verse we just read that, that there are different parts. And we were actually talking about this a little bit earlier. Did you know that the mind and the spirit are both eternal? Yeah, that's right. Because, you, you know, the Bible tells us that in heaven we'll be known as we are known. Yeah. So that right there, that's your personality, who you are. You just got done saying that. Yeah. And so uh, when the rich man died and hell lifted up his eyes and he seen... Lazarus afar off and Abraham. So he, he knew exactly who they were. So your your soul and your spirit are eternal. So you that know, just leaves that flesh. You know, you know, evidently I, it, this, this for whatever it's worth. <laughs> you know, evidently, you know, because Lazarus recognized them in Hades, the, 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 the body was already in the ground. Mm -hmm. So evidently when the spirit and the soul has a resemblance of the of the fleshly body. Mm -hmm. It's like it just kind of just steps out, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the flesh, however, it dies. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's buried, and it goes back to the dust. 
Most certainly. In fact, the mind or the soul, brother, is, is the control center. And it determines where you place everything that we see, feel, experience. And so it's the soul that makes us completely different and unique from every other being that's ever been created. Uh, only creatures with a soul can fully grasp and understand. I skipped that fight all the way. <laughs> what is holy and what is moral. I, the, I do wax eloquent every now and then. Yeah, anyway. well. But they're the only, only creatures with a soul can, can tell what is holy and what's moral. Yeah. Uh, it sits between the flesh and the spirit of man and determines what to do with the things that the five senses, or five senses, five senses, I'll spit it out, uh, deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and how we process it and where we put it. Yeah, you know, I think we, we I don't know if we covered that one time or not, but you know, the, the spiritual realm is kind of the sixth sense, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the soul of the mind determines a man's personality by the way it processes information. Uh, it determines who you are by the things we have considered in our life and how we decide to react to those things. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's actually the seat of thought and memory about the things we experience in this life, like love and, and grief and sorrow, anger and compassion. You just mentioned a few of them, bro. Uh, because the mind controls the whole man. It becomes a battleground where Satan works against the spirit of man for control. If he can control the mind, Satan can control the flesh and the spirit and hinder the work of God uh, in this world uh, through man. Mm. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Uh, that's in Proverbs 23, 7. The heart of man, uh, as often used in the Bible, is the spirit of man. The mind or soul controls what goes into the spirit of man and what comes out of it as well. You know, for a moment there, I was kind of sitting there going, muscular, muscular, muscular. Yeah. So, so man thinking that his heart, so is he. Muscular, muscular, muscular. Uh -huh. Amen. But the old adage, brother, goes back to that. You got to get it through your thick head. Yeah. You know, if, if you can get it here, then it can have its way elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the spirit of man uh, is also called our inner man. And it's down in your, your being, down in your inner man. And it's the part that gives us a spiritual connection to God and the spiritual world that we can't see. Mm. Uh, it's the higher nature of man, if you will, lifted up separate and apart from our flesh or the worldly nature. Uh, it's the seat of moral reasoning, uh, conscience, 